I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming up on TMS, Uncle Ben killed Batman's parents. Good for hummy. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Um, what kind of sick cucumber snuff film is this? How do you make baby pants? Darts in your cornhole. Tossing your tortillas. Ew. I'm getting too old for this space travel. Is it too early for a funny fresh yet fresh yet fresh fish? It's <laughs> better than I could have hoped. Uh, where the hell am I? German is a big language. Use my baldness to my advantage. I would gladly throw that at your head. I don't like blowing peas. Get the Mucinex monkey off my back. It's not magic, Bobby. It's an illusion. Knurling knobs with Bill. Well-rendered fish sandwiches and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Part of the trick to entertaining unexpected guests is keeping on hand certain generally useful foods. One of these is cheese of an easy melting type, which Sally is going to use as a base for the rare bit. This is the morning stream. Good morning and welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for June 14th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi. Hello. Hello there. We're starting a little late today. It's a freaking internet God's fault, but we got it worked out. Everything's fine now. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all fine now. And, uh, just fine. as just as the uh, the the show started, uh, I got the results from my latest Dal E uh, entry. Oh, is it? Did you put this anywhere? I want to see it. I will put it somewhere. Uh, my what my my search subject was baby spice dressed as a cucumber. Perfect. And I'll copy and paste it into our Discord, and you can share it with. Uh, Excellent, boy. With the audience. I'll probably also um, I'll probably also put this on Twitter because, boy, howdy. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay this is a good one here chat check yeah, it out this is this is gnarly there's some, some nightmare fuel going on here yep oh yeah this is what this thing's good at uh if you're at home listening uh i can only describe this as horrifying <laughs> i don't think i don't think any of these are baby spice first of all no the one at the bottom center kind of looks like her 
Maybe, yeah. A little bit. The one on bit. the the baby to the right is just a baby. It's just a baby, yeah. Yeah. Dressed as a cute Um But I think there's like a, I can't tell down by that baby's hand is maybe like a pepper, which is maybe the spice thing getting thrown in there. Oh, could be. Uh, could, that, that's an interesting thought. I didn't even think about that, that it's like, oh, no, how do I figure, how do I get the word spice in here? Exactly. Um, I think one of these might be Gwen Stefani. Uh, oh, like the center square here, or even bottom left. Or top right. Top right could be Gwen oh, Stefani. Oh, that could be, yeah. The one yeah. in the center top, that's, I hate that. <laughs> That is, that is uh, Silence of the Lambs is what we're looking yeah, at right there. That's really, how Hannibal yeah. Lecter got out of that little jail cell inside the uh, high school auditorium where he was being held. Yeah, there's something about the lighting there. Just don't like yeah. it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, the snuff film where <laughs> somebody kills a cucumber. <laughs> if you guys you guys haven't messed with this tool, it's really weird. It's really freaking weird. I can't wait to see yeah, what the new one does because the new one's supposed to be insane. But it's all the rage right now. Everybody's making yeah. these stupid things. And uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's just so bizarre. It hey, is Scott, bizarre. how you doing, man? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm. Uh, you sound great. You sound like you're just fully recovered is what you sound like. I'm. I'm. Uh, this is the first morning I have not taken Mucinex in a whole week. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little, eh, a little congested, like a little bit on the side, like, eh, but not enough to where I felt like I wanted to take... Um, Mucinex to get through to get me through. I'm I'm going cold turkey, Scott. I'm kicking the oh, Mucinex you're kicking habit, the Mucinex man. habit. Oh my gosh! I'm uh, getting this Mucinex <laughs> monkey off my back. Finally, after you're going to uh, get the Mucinex DTs or whatever. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yes. I don't. I don't. Probably uh, nothing will happen. You'll probably be just fine. Is my guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably, and I'd say I'm maybe at. Uh, listen, if my normal living state is 100 percent then i feel like i'm probably i'm probably at 85 that's pretty good pretty darn close getting up there I'm i did get on on the bike good. yesterday did a five mile ride just to get myself back yeah so you're on, first since the, the since you were down first since the start first in a week or first yeah first since uh tuesday last week Damn. um today uh is puzzle pint day oh so i'm gonna ride down to the brewery that is next door to casa bonita Ah, is it open yet? They redone the thing? No, still working on it. They're okay. still, but they're working on the, it. You can see like stuff going on when you go by there, and there's like I work. never go by there, so I don't oh. know. But I will know tonight. I'll I'll be able to to tell. I, you know, I shouldn't be able to tell because the outside should remain untouched. If, yeah. If if you know if everybody has their way, it'll still be a weird pink, uh, weird pink building in the middle of the city that you know that seems so freaking out of place that it shouldn't it's a thing that should not be it just seems like the south park guys they would want they would be interested in keeping that alive right i think so yeah yeah. they would absolutely maintain the integrity of the exterior while improving the uh really just the food of the interior everything else about the interior i think also needs to be maintained right the it's just the Acapulco food. cliff divers black bart's cave sure all that stuff no one's complaining about that it's the food no. fix the food fix the food yeah fix the food. have some actual decent food on your menu how about that yeah except for your sopapillas uh, which you always tell me you're good there oh they're fantastic yeah uh dude what a day to to not have steven schleicher um this morning yeah uh, we got the news that lady gaga is in early talks to play harley quinn oh, opposite this is so joaquin weird. phoenix in uh, the joker sequel yeah. which will be a musical yeah what is that real someone's yanking my chode on that right <laughs> it can't this be is, real. uh the hollywood reporter is the one that's reporting this it, you know if this was anybody else uh I cannot get my head around this there must be like 
the in his head and he's weird and he's <laughs> having a dream and in the dream she's involved yeah. and it's a musical in his dream or something. It can't be. I love I love this idea though. All right, Gaga's Harley Quinn. The, it's a musical. I mean, what else? What else you do know? you want? What else can you get? What else do you want? Yeah. So obviously, we're now like it's now fully. Yeah, we're outside the 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 regular um, DC extended universe. We're we kind of knew that, right? Since it's a different actor playing yeah. Joker and, and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, Plus so I assume. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna bring Margot Robbie over for this. She'd do something weird, and you know. Right. Well, and, plus we see at the end of Joker. Spoiler alert: uh, at the end of Joker, we do see the altercation in the uh, alley behind the theater, and uh, oh. which means that this takes place. Oh, you've, have you not seen Joker? Are you I've me? seen Joker, but I don't remember this part about the alleyway. What would remind me? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, Why don't the, I remember? Uh, you see the the Waynes getting accosted at the end of uh, Joker. But is he there doing it? No, okay. no. Joker is in a taxi cab, okay, or in a police car or something like. Uh, so they're not they're not buying they're not doing the this Jack Nicholson timeline where he's the guy who shot him in the in the thing because I always hated that because it was never it was never in the comics it was never a thing where the Joker shot Batman's no, parents yes, no no it absolutely yeah exactly it's like all of a sudden saying hey the Rhino killed Spider Man's uh, Uncle Ben yeah. and uh, and that's why those two have a have a thing yeah <laughs> my memory of Joker the movie is slow descent to madness shoots Robert De Niro in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, dances around on the street for a while. Those are my memories. Oh, and the dances steps down the staircase. Yeah, he goes yeah. down the staircase, dancing, wearing kind of a purple thing. Uh, I really liked it, but I don't remember all the I details. I guess I remember. I, I I only saw the movie once. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. I don't know why I haven't watched it a second time, but I really, really enjoyed it. See, that's what I should Joker. do. I should watch it again, yeah. and then I would remember, oh, right, there's a scene at the end where we see the alleyway business. Yeah, I mean, there's this whole uh, clown buddies uh, that he has to deal with, and uh, uh, the little person clown friend of his is like his only friend in the world that he kind of... Uh, mm. Yeah, it's good stuff, yeah. though. I'm, I'm, you know... Hold on, Dice Tomato. There was no... There was no retcon that Sandman killed Uncle Ben. Are you talking about? Uh, you're talking about in the, um, not in the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi movies. Are you? Wasn't there something? Sandman there was killed... some connection that. Wait, that had skilled, killed Batman's parents? No, That's... no, no, no. They killed Uncle Ben. Oh, Uncle Ben. It... Oh, hold on. Why does that sound familiar? Yeah, why is that familiar? I, it was Spider-Man Three. Yeah, okay. But Spider-Man Three, that was. That was Sandman with the mask uh, that shot Uncle Ben. Oh, right. That sucks. Yeah, that That does suck. Because it wasn't. It was like a goofy rooster haired looking kid. Like, uh, you know. It's not even close. Yeah. It's not even in the same. You did an out of universe thing in your universe, Sam Raimi. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, three. What an embarrassment. Three. Really three. was an embarrassment. That's that's what they needed to have with the No Way Home was uh, Tobey Maguire saying, oh, Thank God I'm in your universe because holy crap, my universe went to shit. <laughs> that that seventy show out kid. with so much promise. Yeah, and then, uh... <laughs> worked out well until I mean I guess they kept the best parts, the Doc Ock from two, and you got yeah, your. Uh, yeah. uh, I like Sandman as a character. He was yeah, the best thing yeah, of three, yeah. except for the part where he shot Uncle Ben. But yeah, which apparently all, a lot of us had blocked out. Yeah, I forgot because it's dumb and terrible. So I yeah. so I forgot. Uh, well, anyway. Anyway, uh, hey, I did a fun thing yesterday. So I've been telling you about this uh, V Rising game, the vampire uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, survival game. It's really fun and uh, totally 
scratches about 13 inches I have in gaming. But um, the uh, the best part was yesterday. I'd forgotten we did this uh, for our core patrons. We opened it up so that they could be on our server. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all have to have this like secret password and all that. Anyway, so we're on there playing. And uh, I had to take down this guy called Nicholas the Haunted or the Undaunted or the whatever. He's a huge douche who's yeah. down in this graveyard that is really hard to kill. And I need to kill him because I need to get this uh, recipe for a thing I don't have. And he's the only way I can get it. So I go down there and I go like, I don't know, seven tries, dead, 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 dead. Run, corpse run, get my stuff, dead, 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 keep dying. It just sucks. So I'm finally like, wait, we have other people on here. I'm going to like do kind of an MMO thing where you're wanting to do like a world boss or something. I'm going to say, hey, anyone want to oh. help me take on Nicholas oh, the butthole? In. Yeah, no kidding. Nicholas the douchebag. And they all said, sure. And um, Tezzeret was one. I can't remember the other guy's names. Anyway, these guys all flocked down there, took the guy down. No problem. Nice. Sucked See, all his V blood. You crowdsourced your boss. That's right. Damn it. <laughs> and it was great. I just love that game. V Rising rocks with listeners even better. It's very good. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about Star Wars the other day, and somebody had a reply about this. Okay. Uh, right. The person that wrote in's name is Luke, and he says, Dear Sith and Bacta. Right. <laughs> I like that. Okay, good. It's pretty yes, good. Nice. Uh, I've heard Scott mention this a couple of times recently. Rogue One is the only new Star Wars movie that tried anything new, and that thought kills me. Keep in mind that I also like Rogue One as you read the following. All right, here we go. The Last Jedi tried all kinds of things. New to Star Wars writer and director Ryan Johnson tried, quote, or here's your list. Supposing that the Jedi Order was an outright failure and Luke is driving the anti-Jedi train. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. What if the universe doesn't revolve around the Skywalkers and the Jedi? Maybe we should try new things and not rely on our elders and maybe Kylo the bad guy has some really good ideas. It's number three. Does he really though? Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> it's a weird I, I like the way it's phrased because it sounds like you know maybe maybe uh the the opponent isn't all bad uh maybe they've got some really good ideas yeah, yeah. maybe maybe you know <laughs> maybe Hitler, Thanos it, has some maybe there's something to this Thanos thing yeah this 50 percent uh, thing maybe maybe Hitler had a couple of bright ideas <laughs> you know like you could take that anywhere I suppose right exactly so but yeah I, I, I do agree with that point he says the reason you don't remember any of these is because JJ took over the episode nine and undid all the amazing potential that Johnson had fostered. The Last yeah, Jedi, much yeah. like Empire Strikes Back, was one an awesome movie. Two laid down some track that could have made for an incredible third movie. But sad trombone. Episode nine starts with the uh, the dead speak and the Palpatine is back and Rey is Skywalker and same old story and is rightfully forgotten by most. Overall, it's a bummer. But I'll stick up for the Last mm-hmm. Jedi any day. Love the show though, Luke. All right, Luke. Here's where I will agree with you. It did have a different tone. I didn't, and there was a lot of hate for it at the time, but I liked Last Jedi. Um, my only, the only thing I really liked about it, though, honestly, at the end of the day, was that cool planet of like red salt. I thought that yeah. was cool. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot of love for that, for the new trilogy. It's fine. It plays out. It's a thing. You can see it. You have a fun time at the theater. Woohoo. Yip, yippee hoo. Um, I like Ray as a character. Like, there's things I like about it, but it just doesn't scratch my my itches at all. I like the I like the Rogue One. Just that's how it is. Yeah. And Solo may yeah. as well be a weird like Christmas special. I, I can't get into that very much. I thought Solo was kind of bad. But, yeah, but. I need. You know what? Maybe I need to see Solo again. I I uh, I thought for an action movie it was fun, and the 
uh, the Danny Glover casting as Lando, brilliant. But I think I need to see. I need. That's really all I remember about it. And that damn. Uh, how many of you are flying? Uh, just me. Yeah. Uh, what's your last name? Solo. Uh, Solo. <laughs> Gosh dang it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I could go back in time. There's some, there's some things, there's some character origins that you don't need to explain. Things no. you don't need to. Uh, Even if you did, why does that have to Donald, be that? I'm sorry, Donald Glover. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit, TV's Travis. <laughs> What'd you say? Do you I know? said Danny Glover. Oh, Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gotten it from the from the too old for this shit. That's funny. Oh, was it like Boba? 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 Not, not, not like Boba? Not Bob like Boba? Boba? Boba Fett? Boba Fett? <laughs> anyway, Solo sucked. I don't care, Benjamin, what you say. Let's fight. Right. Yes, I meant Donald Glover. Uh, <laughs> it was inspired casting, but um, just wasted in a movie that's just kind of, I don't know. It had yeah. problems. Problems. Yeah. Problems were had. Yeah. All right, Brian, we're going to do something fun. Yeah, okay. All right. Fun, uh, fun. I'm, up, I'm up for fun. Let's have some fun. Let's look at this here. Oh, wait, I got to play the damn thing for it. Here we go. Take this. It's for you. It's food. Okay. Right here <laughs> in our hands. <laughs> Is a bag of funny fresh chip fresh, funny fresh, funny fresh chip fresh with the ungarnish at the bottom. I don't know what that means. I can, ungarnish. I can, I can tell these are chips, and I can tell that there's a a pepper on there. And these were sent to us by a listener. Um, let's Does see. This come with German? Does my Google Translate come with German uh, free? It does come with German free. I assume okay, so. Good. Yeah, that's a big language. They got to support that one. It's a big language. <laughs> yeah, that's one they should probably do. Now, okay, we're so funny, funny fresh is uh, uh, translates in English to funny fresh. Okay, great. So that means chips is uh, uh, crispy fresh. Yeah, or chip chips fresh. Yeah, and then the word ungarish is Hungarian. So <laughs> it is just Hungarian flavored. Uh, uh, best potatoes, pure sel- sunflower oil, unique and spice recipes. <laughs> it looks like it's both. Maybe these are Hungarian. It's German and Hungarian all the way through. On the back, there's two different ingredient lists. One is German. One is, I think, Hungarian. Um, Ingredients. Patatas. Patatas fritas. Fritas is Spanish. Oh, is that Spanish? Ingredientes. Patatas. Oh, yeah. Although papas is... Let's see what what language that is. It's not Hungarian, that I can tell you. Well, I am going to read these in I'm going to read these ingredients in German. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, patatas fritas. What is that? Yeah. Zutaten, Kartoffeln, Sonnenblumenöl, Oma Spiegatz, Hewerkesstadt, and Haltgerst, Paprika Pulver Zucker, Zawiebe Pulver Kabucha La Pulver Farblaufstoff. Uh, Racha Roma Gewürzenstockt und unter Scrooge and Marza Parvikpakt. There you go. Nice, excellent. Yep, I um, did a good so job. So it's translating. It's not telling me what language. I've got detect language, and it's not saying what language um, it is. Well, then we How shouldn't feel nervous that? about eating these at all, then. I'm sure that they're 100% okay. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm totally okay. So they but, came, uh, actually, I think, via out of Vegas somewhere. Who's the listener? Do we have their name? Oh, yes, Dominic. 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 The person who okay, Dominic, giving you credit for this here, bud. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, let's take a smell. Oh, they smell oh, fine. It smells like barbecue chips, basically. Yeah. Uh, it probably tastes like uh, goulash, is my guess. Let's give it a shot. 
There's a pepper on there. I assume they're meant to be spicy, maybe? I don't know. No. That's like a bell pepper. All right, let's see. Well, these are good. They're good, but... um, I like them. You like them? No? They're, I like them a lot, but they're... I mean, if you put those in a bowl and told me they were Lay's barbecue chips, I'd say, okay, yeah. You know what? You are right. Hold on. Let's get a little aftertaste here. Yeah. No, Brian's right. These are these are Lay's barbecue. <laughs> Congratulations, Germany. You duplicated a, uh, a common American chip. Or maybe we duplicated no, no yours. No hints of paprika. Not at all. Like, you know, and I know paprika. I, I grew up with a Hungarian grandmother that coated yeah. everything in that lovely red dust. But uh, Every time I hear paprika, I think of the anime, which is weird because I don't really mm. like anime that much. But there's an animated mm-hmm. movie called Paprika, and it's weird as hell. Huh. And people should watch it. It'll freak you out. Okay. And there's boobs in it. All right. Moving on. <laughs> well, you <laughs> had me at boobs. Indeed. Uh, so we got a note from uh, our good friend Gwen. She's in the chat now. Um, uh, provider of yes. all things TMST, uh, the teas that we do here. Also, the, the oh, early yeah, dungeons. We need to get, get the hookup on some uh, ship's phasers uh, Earl Grey. For sure. Um, but check this out. Uh, she says that she wanted to hear. I'll just read what she said. Uh, hey, y'all. Just wonder if you could throw out a shout out to my former home of Red Lodge. A quarter of it is underwater right now. The entire country has had awful flooding. Power out. Water's out. No idea when there will be back on. It's a rough situation. I know there are a few listeners of yours in town. Uh, if you have time, it would mean a lot uh, to me to mention it. Well, this, of course, we'll mention it. Yeah. Also, I, I didn't realize. So I'd heard Kim was reading something off her phone yesterday going, do you hear what's going on in Yellowstone? I said no. And she described the flooding and the mm. um uh just stuff that you know the power outage and all the stuff that was going on in yellowstone which is currently yeah. closed and a total mess and uh i forgot entirely that red lodge is like right near there right right by there yeah we saw a video yesterday of of uh yellowstone and the river just basically eroding the roads away like the flood eroding the um the roads away so Ugh. it's this is going to be more than just a all right we're closed for the weekend uh, we'll be back open on monday it's going to be quite a while to, for them to get uh um roads back built in there and and places that people are able to go yeah and if you Such guys have, if you guys have never seen red lodge i'm putting a picture up on the chat here this is it reminds me of Park City or probably any number of towns in, in Colorado. It's like this beautiful mountain town with like this amazing old, old-timey old looking Main Street. Mountains just like immediately in the background. It's really beautiful. Oh. Uh, anyway, I hope they uh, recover quickly. That sucks. Sucks big time. I know Gwen's in the chat, oh, I think. Yeah. yeah. She says that it's the only road to the Stillwater Mine. The largest employer of that area is completely ruined. Miners are trapped there. Holy cow. Oh, I didn't know that. Jeez. Oof. I'd hoped everybody was at least out. It sounds like maybe not. Mm-hmm. So I always had this question. Yellowstone's like a pretty massive tourist draw, and it's a, you know, it's a national park and all that. Yeah. Do people live there? Like, in the mm. park? Or is it... I imagine there's probably... There's, gotta there's be somebody probably rangers there. that live there or that have oh yeah Glenn says yeah okay. yeah there we go some rangers and stuff live there yeah makes okay. sense but it's not like there's whole there's not like a whole town in there it would be more like surrounding towns like right like Estes Park like outside of um, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park there are rangers that live in Rocky Mountain National Park but then most of the people who work there or who who um, live outside of there in Estes Park oh, I gotcha okay 
Oh, and chat another good example, Sicily, Alaska. Yeah, these kinds of little towns. I love those things. Uh, well, that sucks, and I hope they get out soon, and that's taken care of. Because what was it from? That, that massive rain that came through the whole Intermountain West was pretty bad. I'm guessing that that was part of this. Probably, yeah. Because we got soaked, but it wasn't like you know flooding soaked. Um, I think we got, I think we caught the tail end of whatever the heck that was. So anyway, our thoughts to all those people, and um, thank you, Glenn, yeah. for bringing it to our attention. And I hope you you and yours are all doing okay. All right. Uh, well, geez, that's about as far as that'll go. Let's do some news. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Brian, uh, how about some news brought to you by? Brought to you by the delightful combination of crackers and kimchi. Now, hear me out for a second, okay? So okay. I thought, uh, okay, we, we got these pretzel crackers that we like here at the house. We're fans of the pretzel cracker. Yeah. And uh, there's oh, a they're they're the ones of which you speak. They're like they look like little flattened, crispy, dried yes. out pretzels. Yeah, and they're great for like cheese balls and you know. Yeah, they're great for hummus kind of too. Holy Part, yeah, yeah, hummy. Oh, hummy, hummy. <laughs> they're good for hummy. <laughs> good for hummy. They're good for hummus. Uh, they're good for all sorts of stuff. But uh, what I didn't know is how good they are for kimchi. So here's what I did. I got a big bag of those from Costco, and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling a little peckish, not starving, but just a little something to get me by. So I made a little plate, and on the plate I put like I don't know six, seven of these of these flattened pretzel cracker things, mm-hmm. a little salt on them and all that. These aren't flavored; they're just the standard ones. And uh, got some fresh kimchi from the Asian market a couple of days ago. And you take that out in big slabs of the stuff, and you put it on those crackers, and then you just eat them like a like an hors d'oeuvre. Oh, they're so that good. sounds good. That does sound good. It's good for your guts too. So mm-hmm. highly recommend. <laughs> uh let's move sure. to this uh, story here a british man uh throws british a tor- he throws a tortilla more than 90 feet thus getting the guinness world record for tortilla thro- toss yeah so brian i don't know if you've been wanting to uh compete in the area of tortilla tossing but um i've been wanting to i, I would like to put my mark in the guinness book of world records uh someday and uh maybe maybe this is my chance maybe i can huck a tortilla it feels like there's a lot of luck, right? Like, yeah, yeah. there's no no rim to the tortilla. It's like throwing a record, mm-hmm. and we've all done that where we threw a record like a frisbee, and it goes, oh yeah, and flips around, and you <laughs> right, know. right, yeah. We've all done it, but have we successfully done it for ninety feet? The answer is no. I have not. Feet, no, no. Did he was he able to? All right, is this a is this a burrito size tortilla? Is it a taco size tortilla? Soft taco size tortilla? Well, it doesn't tell me some information. So yeah. here's what it is. Um, David Rush is his name. Uh, let's see if I can find this here on the size. I don't know if they have it here. I assume it's just a standard tortilla. Let's find out. All right, Oliver Miles told Guinness Book World Records he decided to do it. Oh, this is the guy that took took the title from this David Rush guy. Anyway, he wanted to attempt the world record after watching a YouTube video while COVID was in, uh, had everybody in lockdown. Quote, attempt, attempting this gave me uh, something to focus on during the lockdown, which really helped my mental health and actually break the world record uh, will really prove these efforts weren't in vain, he told the Guinness people. He managed a distance of 90 feet, 11 inches. It's a funny feeling. It's a super uh, silly world record. I can't believe I'm the person who can throw a tortilla the furthest in the world. Um, the said the record stood at 30 feet, one inch when he originally decided to break the record. Wow. But that was busted in the meantime by this David Rush guy. Who did it for fifty four point five inches? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rush's mark was again beaten before Miles had a chance to take the top spot. So somebody else even did it. 
doesn't say. Wow. I assume it's the standard ass freaking flour tortillas you buy at the store. They don't get yeah, into but it. Just doesn't say. You know, I mean, it could be corn tortillas, and we don't know if they're. Uh, um, they're more dense. You could throw that further, probably, and they're smaller. The, less you could resistance. definitely throw the flour further than the corn for sure. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, well, I don't oh, know. Unless the corn's smaller, because the corns are smaller, right? Usually, corns are smaller. So I don't know if that if that cuts down on. <laughs> Wind resistance, uh, friction, <laughs> drag. Yeah, that's why. See, okay. Number one, it doesn't surprise me at all that you said you would like to have a Guinness Book before you die. Okay, because that seems uh, like something Brian would want to do. What do you think it'll end up being in? Like, should we should we have Jamie right now start counting up the total minutes of podcasting that we've done on TMS, mm. you know, just TMS, mm-hmm. and then Coverville, and then, like, maybe we've already broken a record. We have because we we talked about this before. Like there was somebody, and maybe it was Adam Curry. It was it was one of these people that literally does like a two or three hour show every day. Yeah, who is who's doing um, that? Is he doing I mean, that? Don now? and Drew were doing some long. They were doing shows almost on the daily, and it was like you know two hour plus shows. I think we've caught up with them now, though. Had to have nap by now because I'm they're not doing Possibly. that now. Yeah, huh? I don't know. Um, I'd love to find out. I'm just curious. Like, is is there an entry for that already? And, and like, who has it? And if not, are we even in the running? It's possible. Yeah, I mean, what what would be my what would be my uh, what skill do I have that that I could use that I could harness to turn into a Guinness World Record? Uh, yeah. Is it like uh, most useless facts of music trivia spouted <laughs> off in a one minute? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, almost anything can count if you can demonstrate the the process, right? Isn't that how yeah, it works? It's yeah. like right because you can make up a thing and say, "Did oh, this the longest or the most or uh, the fastest or whatever?" And if there's not already an entry for it, how do they decide? Like oh, that's really a dumb entry. Like mm-hmm. I can tie the most t-shirts into a knot in yeah. <laughs> eleven yeah. minutes. And the thing is, I think some of this stuff, like here, let's look at the dumbest. Or no, let's say the strangest Guinness. Oh, that's one we need to find, right? One of the dumb ones that they've allowed in that somebody thought, well, no one's ever going to do this. I'm going to do it just to get my name in there. And then I'm going to do it one minute faster and boot them out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here you go. Well, not that you want to do this one, but here's one. Fastest time to crush three watermelons with your thighs. That's an actual entry. Okay, all right. Oh, Uh, geez. Yeah, that that feels like... uh, pretty nuts this oh by the way the record for the uh, oh we, we talked we watched a video of this woman it was we, a it's like a it's a woman this? right yeah kind of having a oh yeah olga listick in milan italy did it <laughs> yes we watched a video of her and what she she's more dropping on them than she's crushing them with her like uh like crushing them with her legs i don't remember you know? well the record says 14.65 seconds that's about how long that video was if i remember yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most straws stuffed in mouth with hands off. I don't know what that means. Oh, without Most holding them straws. in. Okay. So basically, like, how many straws can I fit into my mouth? Yeah. And then stand there with them in your mouth for some period of time. And then that's the record. It's 400 currently, uh, achieved by Simon Elmore, who did that for 10 seconds. Uh, um, in Germany back at 10 years ago. I could, I could beat that. Uh, can they be those little coffee stirring straws that you get at uh, at diners? The probably, because like, then you just... You're not going to drink a Coke out of? It's probably a different, not category, but it's a different listing. 
Like you would oh, hold okay. the record so for I that. Can't, I can't choose the straw. I can't say, give me those little teeny tiny straws. Oh, that no. uh, Exactly. Oh, here's one for you. Farthest marshmallow nose blow. They put a marshmallow up their nose and then hork it yeah, as far as they can yeah. go. That's cool. You can I do think that. I could do that. Like a little miniature marshmallow. Yeah. Hmm. How about uh, most toilet seats broken using your head in one minute? That's a fun one. Jeez, <laughs> oh, nope, nope. Skip that one. We'll do. <laughs> All right. How about this like, one? I feel like just the training would would do me in, Scott. Uh, All right. How about the most clothes clothing pegs? You know the kind you hang your stuff out to dry. Uh, what, yeah, what are those called? Yeah. Uh, clothespins. The most clothespins clipped to your face in one minute. What's the record? Fifty-one. Could you beat that? Fifty-one. Also, an Italian person. <laughs> I don't know why. Man. Um, are they the little, they're the little scissory, like not the old style ones where it's just a, it's like the letter pi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one with the spring in it, right? Right. The one with the spring in it. The pinchy ones. It would hurt. The pinchy ones. Yeah. 51? Mm-hmm. Boy, I'd need to have a, you know what? My, I feel like my facial skin is too thick for that. And not, you're not loose enough. You need some loose skin. Yeah. I, think. I need to have some really loose, thin skin. Yeah. Let's give us another 10 years. Maybe we'll be there. Okay. All right. Okay. How Dang about uh, fastest marathon dressed as a vegetable? Fastest marathon dressed as a vegetable. So what's you're in the, a, What's the record? So the record is two hours, 59 minutes, 33 seconds. <laughs> I think we looked at that video on Dally this morning. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I know. Marathon already is like, uh, trying to find a good one most spoons balanced on the face 31 how'd you do that oh all at once wow is it oh are they doing that thing where it's like yeah and they like cup yeah okay no, yeah skip 31 yeah. though jeez 31's a lot that's you'd have to have a really big face for that uh Ooh, is there something where my baldness like where i could use my baldness to some advantage oh let's see um Largest bubblegum bubble? No, you don't have to be bald to do that. <laughs> what about, is there any, any like, um, most number of suction cup um, <laughs> darts stuck to head? <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. What about those darts? Yeah, the ones you toss across the room, kind of like cornhole, except they're darts and they, they're rubber and they have two ends that'll stick. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? I would gladly no. throw those at your head. That'd be no, fine. That seems I don't want them thrown at me. Uh, How about heaviest weight lifted by a human beard? You'd have to grow your beard out, but yeah, no, I, that's that's again, that's something that I don't, I don't want anything that like uh, pain might be involved, <laughs> and pulling that much weight up being pulled on my uh, my chin. All right, one more here. How about? Oh, this is crazy. Is this real? All right, the most rotations hanging from a power drill. Oh, so before right. it breaks or stops, you'd have to be small. Yeah, to get that record. what's the number? What's uh, the number of rotations? 148 um, achieved by the Hui Giang on the set of the Guinness World Records in Madrid, Spain in 2008. Right. So as I understand this, they've got a power drill mounted up high yeah. with the drill pointing down. They've affixed something to the drill head yeah. that is attached maybe to their feet. Yeah, or your head could be. Or their head, or yeah, yeah. right, a little harness. Yeah, and then they spin um, as long as they can spin. It feels like that's more to do with the drill than you, you know? Yeah, yeah. How's the torque on your drill? How's your uh, and, battery? And why would that ever stop? Like, you know, couldn't I just sit perfectly still and let the drill do all the work and right, say right. 148, 149, 150, 151? That must be why this is their number one weird one. They have yeah, it, that they is have a it damn a weird one. one. Uh, How about blowing a pee? Here's what it says. 
farthest distance to blow a pea. You do it with your mouth. So you get a you get a raw pea like a like a you know the, yeah. from a pot of peas. You take a pea and go yeah as hard as you can as far as you can. Uh, Germany. Um, I think did- I'm liking the uh, I think I'm liking the marshmallow <laughs> nose toss a little bit more. Yeah, that's more fun to watch. All right, Brian, lock in on your plan for your marshmallow. All right, and, uh, all right. give me go buy a bag of uh, mini miniature marshmallows and a uh, yardstick and yeah. see see where I got what I got. That's perfect. Um, all right, here's a story for all you fans, I guess, of Willy Wonka. Uh, two M&M factory <laughs> workers were rescued after falling into a giant chocolate tank. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, they just took a took a biff right into the chocolate tank. Two workers of the m <laughs> M&M. It'd be great if this is the origin story for the talking m ms Like, hey, <laughs> this is how we ended up like this. Yeah, I yeah. guess this is... <laughs> I don't get it. Hey, fun side fact about that. Um that red M&M was played by both Billy West and John Lovitz at one point. Oh, I totally believe that. Yeah, John, I absolutely can hear both of their voices in that. Who did the uh, the dopey? I um, think that was at one time John Goodman, but I think it also could have been someone else. I don't think it was ever. I always think of um, Patrick Warburton, but I don't think that's him. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he's yeah, ever. That's... All right, okay, hold on. Now I gotta know. Now we gotta know. Now wow. we gotta know. Let's Yellow Simmons, out. voiced by J. Or, I'm sorry, Yellow, voiced by J.K. Simmons <laughs> and one other. Simmons. Hold on a second. Yellow Simmons. Yellow Simmons. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yellow Simmons. I love Yellow Simmons. Parker. I'm Yellow Parker. Uh, let's see here. Um. Yeah. Yellow, voiced by J.K. Simmons, and one other. Who else is one other? Uh. Oh, John Goodman. So John Goodman and J.K. Simmons. Oh, I did so not J.K. know. So J.K. Simmons doing that, like, yeah, I don't know. It looks like an envelope. Does he just do everything? Is he, he just like the dude has such an incredible? Uh, listen, J.K. Simmons and Giancarlo Esposito have <laughs> the best agents in Hollywood. They really do. It's so odd to me. Like when I first yeah. J.K. Simmons' first exposure for me was Law and Order way back in the day. He played the the pro, he was the go to for the district attorney would go to for psychology stuff. He was a psychology yeah. expert and would come and speak on you know behalf or against whoever was on trial and. At the time, I meant, oh, he's an interesting guy. I didn't really think much about it. It just seemed like a bit part on a show. But then suddenly he was in everything always forever. And here we are now where everyone loves J.K. And they should, rightly so. The guy's awesome. Oh, they should absolutely love him. Did you ever see Whiplash, by the way? I never saw Whiplash. Oh, should dude. See please, please. Uh, it's like the ultimate J.K. Simmons, right? It is, the, it is one of the greatest J.K. Simmons roles. And you... You are angry at him and you respect him and you hate him and it's like it's a it's an amazing it's an amazing character that he's able to pull off that you kind of like oh god i see why he's doing what he's doing but man he's he's uh how did he uh, how does it stack up to cave johnson from the portal games (laughs) because i love that character boy they're like neck and neck really uh (laughs) unfortunately yeah i love Uh, that character but again he's just great so I hear he's in a thing, and I go, oh, I get more interested. Yeah, yeah go watch, uh, uh, I don't know if it's streaming right now, uh, Whiplash. Whiplash, but, um, okay. You can find out. Um, and then that kid is in it, uh, Miles Teller, who's, who's uh, nope, not, currently not streaming, by the way. Damn unfortunately. it. Unfortunately, yeah. All the things I want to watch are not streaming. Um, I'm looking at a list of like who, who does all the voices for the other M&Ms. Yeah. Not a lot of people I recognize. Um, 
and all of a sudden they veer off into Martin the Geico Gecko and the Hump Day Camel and and that sort of thing. But uh, they say Orange is voiced by Eric Kirschberger. I don't know Eric Kirschberger. Who's that guy? I don't know, but I could have sworn that uh, it was uh, Pat Oswalt. I oh. think something. I think something is incorrect because I absolutely remember. Could have been a one-off or something. Yeah. Was the green M&M Maybe. the girl? Was she ever uh, anybody famous? No, it's somebody named Cree Summer um, or mm. Larissa Murray. Okay. I and don't I don't know. recognize either of those names. Yeah, those names are not familiar to me. Uh, I always thought, for some reason, my head always goes to Paula Abdul. Does that make any sense? No. None. Um, There's no none. sense yeah. in that. Yeah. None. Oh, wait. BB uh, Newworth did it for a minute, someone says in the chat. Is that true? Oh, really? I believe that. Okay. Yeah, somebody Man, said... This, this, uh, this website I'm looking at is uh, horrible. It's bad? For, yeah. Yeah. Turns out the internet is... Oh, we did uh, see Larissa Murray in the movie Reign of Fire, apparently. Oh, well, we haven't done Reign of Fire yet, but we're gonna... Oh, oh no, we have Reign not of Fire. seen sorry, Larissa sorry. Murray in the film Reign of Fire. I'm sorry. We've seen Reign of Fire. We haven't seen... What's the one where the aliens come get him and the T-1000s in it? Um... Rain or fire from above, fire from on high. Oh, uh, fire up there, fire, fire down below. No, fire, fire up above, above fire. <laughs> what is it, Chad? Fire in the sky. Fire in the sky. <laughs> Close enough. But that that uh, that's the one I was thinking you meant. But no, gotcha. I was wrong. Yeah, looking. This Larissa Murray does a lot of uh, voice work, so maybe she was a female dragon in rain of fire or something i don't remember any, any other dragon voices in that one but um yeah there were no oh, i'm trying to think there's a lot of screeching and they didn't talk yeah i like that movie yeah it was really good yeah i'm a fan yeah. uh okay oh well anyway so Are those guys, guys fell... okay by the way the yeah. guys who fell into they're the... okay <laughs> they took him to a hospital to be safe <laughs> they got them all yeah. showered up they're good they took him to the hospital to be safe everything's fine they didn't take a bunch of chocolate into their spleen or anything they're okay Good. So, well, well, it's a good thing we weren't responsible for saving them, Scott, because <laughs> then we would watch them fall in, and then we would be like, "Would it be funny if this is the origin story of the uh, the talking M M&M and M guys?" Hey, who does the voice of that? M&M? hey, at, <laughs> least, <laughs> at least you remember what got us on this track, because I couldn't remember how we did. <laughs> I have no memory of it. <clears throat> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, spend a little time with our old pal Bill. You know. Bill's yeah. pretty great. I haven't talked to him in yeah. a couple weeks because we were we didn't have a show last Wednesday or Tuesday. So uh, we're going to do that today. That'll all be coming up here shortly. But first, a song from the vast library of Brian Ibbett. Yeah. How about some ska, man? We haven't had ska in a while. And this is a brand new EP. You can hear the whole thing right now, courtesy of Wiretap Records. These guys are favorites of mine. I love Wiretap Records. Uh, they have a brand new EP from this band called Codename Rocky. This is uh, right up the, the alley of all of the other um, indie ska punk bands that you know and love. These guys are from Southern California, which is, you know, of course, if that you're going to be a ska punk band, you sure. gotta you got to be from... You know, <laughs> yeah, that would surprise me if Van they're Nuys or Pico Rivera. Yeah. Or, or, if they're not uh, from there, Sacramento. I don't That's believe Sacramento. I don't even believe them if they're not from there. That is, that's right. where they have to be from. from. Reseda. They've got to be from Reseda. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from the brand new EP called Blueprint. Here's Codename Rocky and Post Prescriptions.
The basis will be rye bread, mother's idea. She found that the spicy caraway flavor made a good contrast to the bland fish and cheese. <laughs> the morning stream. They sleeps in the raw with their ma and pa. back everybody hey who's that again that ska band there yeah that was a band called codename rocky from their brand new ep entitled blueprint it's for an ep it's got a ton of tracks so it's almost it's it feels like an lp in, in an ep's body uh the band the song is called post prescriptions nice go check it out i like ska i don't hear enough of it i don't think yeah. I feel like I want to do more ska in my life. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Hey, look who it is. It's Bill Duran joining us all the way from the home of PunishProps.com, a place of creativity and amazing output. It's also a great YouTube channel and a fun little shop where Bill does his stuff. Bill, welcome back to the show. Hello. You know I was in a ska band in college, right? No. We do know that. I yes. didn't know that. Did you say this before and I just forgot? You probably did. Probably a long time ago. What was the name of this band? It was called the Joystick Generation. Oh, my Lord. And we played almost exclusively uh, Real Big Fish covers. That's fantastic. Thought- really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were yeah. going to say. Real Big Fish was covering somebody else. Would you cover their cover of, of another? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so- how, yeah, I'm doing a, a, a Hungry Like the Wolf by uh, Real Big Fish covering uh, Duran Duran. Duran, fantastic. Right, I love it. Oh, it's that's so good. That's yeah. really great. Do you have any old recordings or anything that we could ever share on the show of you doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Oh. I think I, maybe maybe it's time. What did you, uh, <laughs> what did you, what was your band or job in the band? Were you singing? Were you playing? I, play, I played guitar and I sang. Didn't know this. Yeah. I do you find that you still have the poorly. urge to, do you still have the urge these days to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up? I do. I, I just bought a guitar last year. I was, I've been playing it recently. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. know you're a little troubadour guy. Uh, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, learn something new about our friends every day. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, it's good to have you back. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, whatever creative endeavor you're working on right now to try and inspire uh, makers who listen to the show to go make their own stuff. What do you, what do you got going? I wanted to teach everyone about a, a neat technique a thing i like one of my favorite things to do on my lathe mm. called knurling do you know knurling. what a knurl is no knurling right, they're, so you got they, like a, they're like third generation K-K-N- pokemon yeah <laughs> k-n-u-r-l-ing right that's right oh so, yeah, what is it yeah uh so you got like a probably a sound uh level machine what are those called mixer a mixer uh, oh, a mixer there we go the, all the i have knobs. a miami sound level machine that's my uh <laughs> The uh, the knobs on it has ha, uh, have a, a texture, right, to oh, make them more yeah, grippy. Right, little yeah. ribs for yeah. my pleasure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Those ribs are knurls. Oh. oh. So, so wait. So knurling is using those to knurl something, I guess. Yeah, adding a texture to something, usually a cylinder, to make it more grippy. Okay. So you'll see this in a lot of mechanical things, a lot of knobs. Like my camera has a bunch of different knurls on it. Yeah. Is it pretty I hate trying to turn knobs that don't have knurls. I know. Yeah, right? They just slip. They slip they just slip. Hand. It's like I have no control over them. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I uh, I got a new tool for my lathe that came with a new neural. So I've been playing with neurals. I've been kind of learning a little bit more about it. And I thought I'd share. Okay. Because it's the sort of thing that once you know about it, you look around the world, you see them everywhere. Yeah, there, I've seen uh, my dad used to have something that was like a roller. 
uh, with a handle, and then you know, think of a. Um, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't think of another example of what this is. But basically, on a, on a on a axle on the end of this roller was, uh, I guess, a knurl. It was like a textured thing, and you would use it to like. I don't know what he used it for. Actually, he rubbed it on something. Mm. Don't know what. All right. Yeah. Anyway. So the the way these work, I'm dropping a, a quick video clip in the chat there. Um, the way it works is you have the tool you want to add a texture to. You have the the cylinder. You put that in your lathe, and it gets spun around. And then you take your knurling tool, which is a disc that has grooves cut into it, and you press it into the surface until it basically leaves an imprint in the metal surface. Uh, I did a bunch of these on my Ecto goggles, and it has a couple of different oh, textures. Yeah. There's a straight neural. There's also a diamond neural. There's a bunch of different patterns you can do. Jeez, it feels like you're you're limited by the width of your neural. And how do you make sure that as you go up and down that that rod, that the um, that the neurals line up, right? Right. Because like, it feels like you could accidentally offset your. You are your, correct. Yeah. yeah. So there are different size the the um, the disc in the knurling tool. There are different sized ones, so you okay. can have different um, scale of texture on there. Uh, and then, as far as getting it to line up perfectly, little little bit of uh, trial and error to get sure, that to work sure. correctly. I mean, is there but a tri- is there a trick in the end, or is every single time you try this trial and error? Um, a little bit of a trick. You kind of have to get the diameter kind of close. But really what I found is you got to mash the tool in there so that it starts forming the grooves correctly. You really have to use a lot more force than you think to press it in there. So it's a lot uh, like, and, uh, it's like like gears almost by the time you're yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of experimenting too. Sure. Uh, like I said, though, I, I'm still learning. I still have a lot to learn about this process, but it is oh God, very this, cool. This, this knob that you made is, is gorgeous. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at a uh, a techniques turntable knob. Like it's yeah. so. It is I guess so that's how they make these, either industrially manufactured or... and cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah it feels really good to to add that kind of detail to a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sort of thing they would do in a factory. Yeah. Uh, oh, super- look at this! And now you've got like a like an angled neural. Oh, and it's doing like the cross hatching. Oh, right. so it, has, cool. it has two different uh, wheels on it that spin in opposite directions <sighs> to cut the diamond pattern in two different directions. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, this is so cool. So is this how <laughs> this always is done? I mean, I've, always, I've used lots of knobs where they had this texture yep. on it. Have yeah. I always been? I always assumed a robot did this. Maybe it did. I don't know. Sure, uh, there, are there are little Pakistani ways. children with, uh, <laughs> with the box cutters that were. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say, but yeah. So anyway, so any any machined knobs are going to be done this way, even with an automated like turret lathe. This could all be automated, but um, the knobs on your mixer are probably cast plastic. The original was probably made like this, and then they cast the parts in plastic. I am looking um, at it now. You're you're. I never even thought of this before. Mine's all, mine's mm-hmm. neural to hell and back. This mixer, yeah, yeah. yeah and oh. you're gonna now you're gonna walk around everywhere and see neurals everywhere. I mean, yeah. if you're if it's plastic knobs, you're probably just dealing with a mold. But if it's metal sure, yeah. knobs, then yeah, yeah, for sure, you're looking at uh, neural. I swear, neurals is something somebody has used in some fantasy or cartoon or kid context. Like there's a cr- cr- creature called a neural or something. Oh, I yeah. don't know why this is driving me crazy. D&D, some, there's a D and D monster called a neural, isn't there? Oh, that might be what I'm thinking of. Not a neural, uh, but like a gnarl. Gnarl? 
Narwhal. Narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I freaking don't know. It's going to bug me all day, though. Um, yeah. Wow. That, this stuff looks like pro, dude. Well, that's what yeah, you are. Yeah, it really does. Pro, so. I don't know why I'm saying it looks like a pro. You are a pro. What am I saying? You're a pro. Uh, this is very cool. Any other application? Or what, tell me what this metal is. What is what are we what are we using? Like most of this is uh, aluminum in this video, but I've been working a lot with brass. Uh, you can do the same thing. And steel, it, it, it'll it'll do brass or steel. Steel or whatever, work. Okay. I was wondering you have if to do it, anything um, to soften, like heat up the metal to make it more pliable. Or you can. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's super necessary for this, but you can heat up the metal to anneal it. Um, aluminum and uh, brass bo- could both be annealed that way, uh, but it didn't seem necessary for this. And there's nothing that's pre-knurled the way you need it because you're making a replica of a thing where you where it, it matters that you're duplicating the exactness of the prop, right? Like, right. I gotta make the knob the right diameter first, and then add the knurls. Gotcha. Yeah. You can't go to a hardware store and go, "Yeah, I need a four inch or four eighths inch a freaking knurl." <laughs> no, they're, they're not going to be able to give you what you need. Okay. No, they're not. And this is not the sort of thing you're going to buy at Home Depot either. This is more of a specialty project or a tool. Oh, that's it. Bobby's right. Sorry. It's that um, the cat Garfield, the other cat in Garfield is normal. That's what I'm thinking of. That's exactly it. It's normal. Oh, my Lord. Now I can rest easy. Anyway, this is really rad, dude. Super, super cool. I love it. Oh, is, I feel bad for I feel bo- bad for Bobby, who's going to have to follow this. Yeah, like, I know, right? <laughs> what science, science is gonna, magic yeah. is he going to have to come up with? Right, know, right. Something neural like, maybe, Bobby. Think yeah. about it, there, bud. Um, anyway, very cool. And uh, are you? So is this a is this a project you've already done, or is this one you're working on? I think you already did this one, right? Yeah, that's the ecto goggles. There's a few knobs on that that got knurled, but my Hellboy bullet has some knurls on it, yeah. and uh, some project coming up. Well, for sure, because <laughs> I'm just excited to add nur- knurls to yeah. everything. Well, now you're a neural pro. When you have a brand new hammer, everything looks like a nail. So. <laughs> sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other cool. cool fun thing too is like now that if you didn't know what knurling is, now you know the vocab. I find yeah. that when it comes to making and tools, once you know the vocab, it becomes a lot easier to find information about it because you can go Google it and look it up. Yeah, yeah. it's like MMO uh, talk. It's like uh, LFG and uh, uh, right. uh, I can't think of anything else. Right. Uh, t- tank um, and tank uh, DPS. Like none of these make right, sense exactly. to normal people like, yeah, until right. you are in the world and now Base you know how to search it. And- yeah. yeah, now you can search that stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I get that. Oh, yeah. oh that was look there at that thing. Looks like, a, looks like a wiener. Anyway, uh, hey, <laughs> I've been at that point of the video yeah, too. I don't, like, I don't like it. Oh, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like this part. Uh, all right, hey Bill, uh, tell it. You got a little bonus something today? Sure, I do. Uh, my friend Paige, uh, who used to work for us, has gone on to start her own thing. She does a lot of leather craft, leather working. And she put out a great tutorial on uh, making a leather pouch, a very good basic leather working project. Her YouTube channel is called Redbird Makes, if you want to go give her a follow. And this is a very thorough uh, pouch tutorial, the sort of thing you'd put on almost any costume. So, oh, that's check cool. It out. Very, very cool. cool. I didn't know she used to do stuff for you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Paige worked for us for three years, I think. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's 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 a three years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, go check that out again. That's Red Bird Makes, and of course, PunishProps.com and the Punish Props YouTube channel. Bill, have a you fantastic it. week. It's great to hear your voice again. Good to hear you too, Scott. Take yeah. it easy. Bye, Bill. Bye, Bill. <laughs> okay, hmm. that was maybe more formal than I intended. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Speaking of Bobby, let's get him in here. Let's get some science on the on the board. We're required to have so much science percentage of science content every week, and we missed it last we do. week. Yeah, exactly. If we don't hit that quota, we're in real doo doo. Yeah. So now's the time. Science. Science. That's right. It's science with Bobby. Oh, he was here, and then he hung up. Oh, nope, he's back. The science of the science of vanishing Bobby. <laughs> and now he's back. Everybody he has not vanished. He is with us. Bobby Frankenberger, welcome to the program. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I did that thing where I started a call with I don't know who. Oh, um, that happens. So. I feel you. <laughs> That's happened to me many times. Uh, do not yeah. worry. Uh, hey, uh, you did a great job last week uh, while Brian was out, so thanks for that. Oh, man, thanks. I I had a blast. I don't know if I've ever told either of you this, but it was al- it's always been sort of a... Like I always wanted to do a, a, a daily sort of morning show as well, yeah. and I tried partly with the old thing I did, the Shadowcasters Network, and uh, and that never worked out. So it's it's a format that I super love. So yeah, it's but now that you've done it, are you like, oh, oh man, dodge that bullet? I don't have to do that. No, I, I was <laughs> <laughs> no, I was jazzed afterwards. Like just the energy of of the content and the format is really what I like so much about it. I mean, it. it's such a commitment. You know, it's fun for the first couple of years, right, right, right. but then all of a sudden <laughs> No, no, it's, no, like, it's definitely... Oh, do I'm I definitely have to get in up a, to make the donuts? <laughs> definitely in a, uh, uh, an easy position to say how much I love it, because I don't have to do it every morning. But. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but I, I feel you on the uh, the point of like the energy of it and the and the the structure like is the re- <clears throat> yeah, part of the reason I even approached it in the first place was like I want to make this thing that is already a thing somewhat on radio but I hate how it's going I hate where it's mm-hmm. headed but I like this energy and I want to make I want to make something like that so you're you're speaking where I my head was at in 2011 but but the also har- like also know. like um doing a show where you're just kind of getting to to be you you know and because and and i know you're you on other things but when you're doing stuff like you know core or you know one of your other shows you still have a a purpose a direction and you kind of want to stay in that lane yeah but you know a show like a like a daily talk show where you're just existing yeah and and also i like the structure of it as well because i'm very structured in the way that i like to pr- produce things yeah you're a structured um, guy very structured you're i have st- a i'm sending you a picture um in the thing i i played around <laughs> with that uh oh deli scott yeah. johnson eating tacos at an office depot parking lot who is this guy this is not me <laughs> it's a bunch of scott johnson uh, yeah different dude than me but yeah this has been the problem yeah. i did one where scott i did one that said scott johnson drawing or something and it found it basically did pencil drawings of all nine of these and no none of them look like me but one vaguely kind of had my face a little bit so this is the problem you run into if you're not really truly internet famous these combos are going to be weird but if you, you know do, what I really yeah. like about this compilation, though, is that is that the AI behind it has done some sort of some sort of determination that if a person is eating tacos in an office depot parking lot, they've all got to be big, heavy set dudes. <laughs> you know, like and they're almost all in parking garages too, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. But the heavy set part—that's interesting. Yeah. Because what that is is that's and they have a biases link you can look and see what 
what some of the biases yeah. are. But there's bias in AI, whether you whether we want to acknowledge this or not. We probably should acknowledge it. Yeah. It's important. But there's biases in there, whether whether we know we've injected them in there or not. Because at the end of the day, as smart as you make it, it's still people yeah. building it, subconsciously inserting things without even knowing you're doing it. And there it is. Well, if he's eating yeah. tacos in a parking lot, this must be a big fat guy in the parking lot. Yeah, there are no thin guys in this no, collage no. of pictures. Yeah. Well, top right is the thinnest, like, but he's still got a little bit of a an yeah. overhang. And he is double handing it, dude. Double fist in that he is double tacos. Fisting. Some of these people are in an office too. I just realized that it's not all parking garages. It's like Yeah. But some of them are in an office with cars parked in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty nuts. Pretty yeah. nuts. Yeah, I love really it. Great. Well, the par the 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 uh, unfortunately, it's nothing like the real thing. The real thing happened in an outdoor parking lot of a yeah of a of a. Oh, maybe you have to just add the Office Max part. Maybe this would have solved everything. I don't know. And that'd be yeah, just really, actual photos, the surveillance photos of me eating tacos. That'd be great. I really hope that somewhere in your head, <laughs> as you were doing it, the the voice of David Thewlis was in there going, "Oh, aren't you just a silly piggy eating your tacos in a parking lot?" <laughs> The Shove them down, piggy, with your tacos. Oh, man. Remember when he made him drink out of his pee cup? Do you remember that scene? <laughs> that was rough, dude. I still think about what season a three villain. a lot. Season three is yeah, a hell of a totally thing. Yeah, totally was, yeah. Anyway, well, Bobby, you've brought some science, I assume, today. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Tell us what you got. What are we doing? Uh, speaking of neurology, neural, you know you were invoking that uh, a moment ago. I, uh, this is kind of neural because I wanted to talk about optical illusions. Oh, all right. Ooh, um, have okay. you guys seen going around, uh, there's this... It's a dress, and I know it's blue and <laughs> green right, right, needle. Exactly. Green needle. <laughs> Got it. The um, there's a new one going around. It's called the black hole illusion. Have you seen this? No, uh, I don't think I have. Look it up now. All right, let me send you. Uh, let me send a link to it. It's it's a well, it's a New York Times thing. So I, God, man. I know, okay, I'm gonna that. Google black. You could probably Google black hole illusion. And oh, I found it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, scientists explain the new black hole optical illusion, why it's so trippy. Okay, so I'm looking at it now. Right. Oh, there it is right there. Okay. So look at it and, um, oh, and it tell me. It looks like it's growing, even though. Yeah, it looks like you should be like, almost getting sucked into it. And uh, and if you if you look at it, it, it looks like it's growing or you're getting closer, you're falling oh, that's into amazing. it. that's amazing. Yeah. It's weirding me out. What's great about this illusion is that, like many optical illusions, knowing how it works and and for the chat who's watching, that's not the black hole illusion that's on the screen right oh, now. Oh, it's not? But it is. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it said. Okay, wait. So which one do you guys have? Do you have a link? Did you put? I have thing? one that's dots. That's a, Yeah, it a, should be like a amorphous. big hole with a sort of stippled looking around the edge. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Popular I'll send Mechanics you an, has it. I can send you an image. Why is... <laughs> I hate this. Hold on. Here I put I put it in the in the Discord. The again. Discord. Oh yeah, this is totally different than what I had. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm bringing this so, up. So, and so, and if you look at it, what's great about this illusion, and what's great about many optical illusions, is that knowing it's what's happening or no. knowing all about it doesn't make it not happen, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And it's because it's uh, optical illusions are are being. You know, they're somehow affected by how your brain works and the limitations of your brain. So, optical illusions in general. So, your eyes can only see, like 
you see the world because light comes into your eyes and your eyes can only send that information that it's receiving to your brain in a limited number of ways. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, our brains are what are actually telling us what we're seeing because your brain in different parts of your brain are, are doing the interpretation and the actual, the actual perception of, of the, of, of the image, but your eyes are, it's all based on the information that your eyes are sending to your brain, but your brain is just got these rods and cones and it's just sending stimulation to the rods and cones in your eyes to your brain and your brain has to do all the work. Um, the pr- but the thing is, your brain, there could be ambiguous pieces of information in those in those signals that that your brain, your eyes are sending to your brain, and your brain hates ambiguity. Yeah. Um, it wants accuracy. It That's what it's looking for. Yeah, it wants to understand everything, whether you like it or not. It will try as hard as it can to make sense of all this information that's coming in. And, um, and sometimes when your brain gets confused, it has to make its best guess at what's going on. So this one I just put up on stream. This is not the same, but it's the principle's the same. If you stare, if you look at the dots as they disappear and come back, these pink dots, they it's just blank when they're gone in the space they're, that they're not no longer inhabiting. It's just blank on this gray background. But if you stare at that plus in the middle, the disappearing spaces become green. Yes, and, um, yes, right. And it works every time, even though I know it isn't green. My yeah. brain's like, no, it's green. I can tell it's green. And so, that's a really yeah. interesting one because what these these different types of color illusions that you have where you have negative colors that pop up and everything, those are happening because it's, it's taking advantage of just a, a neural pathway in your brain where color information is sent to a part of your brain that processes that information and a lot of that information is based on how closely related two colors are and if they're sitting right next to each other because your brain has to make quick calculations based on that on that uh on those colors and 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 so it can make mistakes sure um and so your brain has to make all these guesses all the time and the guesses are based on past experience sometimes the wiring of neuro- of the neurology uh, and um, and also based on your memories and stuff like that, depth perception is a really good example of this. If if you you have two types of depth perception, you have uh, binocular depth perception that uses both of your eyes. That's for stuff that's close to your face. Your the difference between the images. It's what make v, makes VR work because your 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 brain is calculating the differences between the images that your two eyes are seeing. But anything that's beyond say an arm's length in front of you are called is monocular depth perception it uses different depth cues and all of those are based on your past experience of things if you look far if you look at something far away if if an image if something appears to be obstructed by something else if you see a building with a tree in front of it if it looks like the building is behind the tree because it's being blocked by part of the tree then your brain is going to tell you that 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 building is farther away than the tree. Oh, right. It reminds me of that, that car one. There's a famous one where there's three identical cars parked on the same street, but because of the perspective... Oh, here it is right here. The perspective of the of the street, the car way up in front right. looks much larger, and the middle one looks like middle size, and the, and the one in the rear looks the same. But if you Photoshop out the, the background, they're the same exact size. But my brain won't let me. I'm looking at it right now. 
Yeah. I, I, they all look different to me. But clearly, yeah, I'm using my finger fingers to compare them right now, and they're you're right, they're the same. But my I cannot convince my brain while I'm looking at it that 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 top car is is small is the same size as the is the bottom. Yeah, right. which is nuts. Like that's just a wild freaking. Here, chat, you can see the the end result, which is you Photoshop it out, and then look, they're all that's all the same car. <laughs> In fact, they're not even there. They're photoshopped into the image to begin with, but. <laughs> They're exactly the same size. They just don't. And look And even like the it. photoshopped one, my it, the the one that's farther away still looks a little bit bigger. In, mm. And it's because of the you're you're seeing obstruction. Each car is the one in behind, in front of it is obstructing the next one. So right. your brain is saying, oh, those should be like if this one is in front of the other one, then that one should be bigger. If it's sort of appearing the same size, it must actually be bigger in order to be. The, it's like so such a complicated circuit, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and wild so the black me. hole illusion. Mm-hmm. To get back to that cool illusion, yeah. is um, is is that's why it's working. It's it's taking advantage of some of these shortcuts that your brain uses to 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 help you operate in everyday life because specifically what this illusion they think is going on in this illusion is the the sort of heuristics and shortcuts that your brain uses to function in a world where things are moving so you may know that from the moment light hits your eye to when you actually perceive it there's about a hundred milliseconds of lag Mm -hmm. it takes some time for your brain to perceive the information that hits your retina and a hundred milliseconds that's less than a second it seems fast but when like when you're like got something like a baseball flying at your face or you're driving a car that's a hundred milliseconds is a long time it is a long time yeah um but your brain makes gives you the false perception that everything's happening or it, in order to compensate for that lag, what it does is it it takes up it takes in a lot of information and makes some assumptions about what's likely to happen next, and it tells you this is probably what's happening right now, <laughs> even though you're not you don't quite have the information yet. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, but it, it reminds me though. I mean, it's a good reminder that historically this f's with people. Like. Yeah, you see something happen in the sky, and now we have a perfectly reasonable, cogent sort of description of scientifically what's happening in the sky. But when you see this phenomena as a <laughs> cave person, you can only <laughs> ascribe it to something magical, right? Because you just don't right. know. Because your brain won't let you see what's really happening. You're just seeing whatever the illusion is of what's happening. And I think that's another good reason why this stuff's fun to study because it also can just change our it's I why I love optical illusions and sensory illusions in general because it doesn't just work with sight is because it really, to me, is a very strong, humbling reminder of what you're talking about. Um, you hear all the time, it, it, people claim to be experts in a particular realm, and so that gives them the, you know, the, the veracity to make the statements that they're making like when you talk about ufos all the time it's easy to say like oh the average joe on the ground sees something weird in the sky well they just their brain was messing with them and they misperceived something so they're not seeing a ufo but when a pilot tells you i'm experienced and i know what i'm seeing and i saw something weird in space then it becomes harder 
like then you start to think well they know what they're talking about but re- you got to remember that it doesn't matter you can look at these optical illusions yeah and know you know how they work yeah. know exactly how they work and it still fools yeah. you yeah. yeah um it's still per- the perception is different and it's so you it's very humbling to remember you are <laughs> your brain your your reality that you are experiencing every day is what like psych psych uh neurologists and everything will call a constructed reality your perception of reality is is a constructed reality by your brain yeah right yeah you're everything you're seeing is not literally what your senses are perceiving it's what your brain has interpreted that all your senses together the one the advantage we have is that we we are this one species that i'm aware of who can reason through it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. can can see the thing that is fooling us like you do it with a dog and they see like a you know i take a fake moose head that hangs on the wall and aim it at the dog the dogs go it's a threat. It's a moose. I'm, I need to kill it or bark or run. Right. You know, right, right. They don't. They don't have a way to stop for a minute and go. Oh, weird. That looked like a real moose. Anyway, and move on with their lives. They don't do that. <laughs> right. right. But we and do. So, so, so to get back to the black hole illusion specifically, I said it had to do with with uh, it, this. This was a con- an illusion that was created by scientists to uh, take advantage of this lag time compensation that your brain does so what what it's doing is when you're looking at the hole the sort of like dots all around the outside and i really encourage anybody who's listening at home to again google black hole illusion you'll see a big black hole that is starts to to fade out around the edges and then there's also this like uh stippling like like a bunch of dots all around on the outside too and what it's doing is it's sort of it's sort of mimicking the the smear and blur around your perception of when you're moving forward yeah and so that's what it's telling it's what it was designed to do is to sort of trick your brain into thinking that that uh, that the edges look like you're moving forward and so the black hole that you stare out appears to be growing because your brain is telling you oh you're moving forward now so in order to compensate for this 100 millisecond lag time, um, we, need to, we need to appropriately and accurately make the, the size of this hole that's in front of you get bigger so that you will be able to accurately gauge how close you're getting, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's a really cool, really fascinating part about this illusion. They did a study about this. This is why it's in the news, actually. They did a study m- tracking people's eyes while they look at this illusion and measuring their pupillary dilation how their pupils dilate and they found that not only when people look at this illusion do their pupils dilate but the more intensely you experience the illusion the more your pupils dilate Mm. and the reason that's fascinating is because it implies that what your brain is doing is not only giving you the perception that you're about to enter a dark hole by making it look like it's getting closer but it's preparing your eyes to be inside darkness. <laughs> oh, weird. That's wild. Yeah. Weird. By so how did, dilating how did, so that you will you will be able to, once you get there, see better. How do people... <laughs> ooh, there's an illusion. My hand looks closer to the screen. Makes me look like I have a big hand. Um, how... how <laughs> starting to get all trippy here. How, how... Who sits down and comes up with this, though? That's the part that blows me away. Because nobody... Ooh. 
no, this isn't a natural forming phenomena. Suddenly there's like a bunch of stippled dots and a hole that looks like it's moving. And we went, oh, what's this? And we study it. Somebody had to think of this, this or or see something similar and go, well, what right. if we added blat? Like, I, yeah. That's what blows me away. I'm looking at a page, this thing called Flex Your Brain, this website, and they've got like hundreds of these. And I'm just like, well, who did this? Who's sitting around coming up with this? I don't get it. <laughs> blows my yeah, mind. There's a no- there's another one called the Asahi illusion yeah. um, that that is older that uh, that looks like um, looks like a sun sunlight. Um, oh, yeah. I just put that in in the. That's chat another move forward, move back one. If you if you move forward into it, it gets really bright. You pull back, it goes. No, dark. so what this one does is it makes it gives you the illusion that the center of this image is brighter than the white on the uh, surrounding the image, even though it's the same. And it's because it's designed to look like sunlight shining through leaves or through a cloud or something like that. Yeah, and so. Uh, the opposite happens here they measure people's pupil dilation and when you look at this your pupils constrict um because your brain thinks you're looking at the bright sun even though the white in the center of the image is exactly the same as the white of the paper or website that you're yeah it's a it's a static image um if you do this thing though where you go toward it and then away from it and then toward it again that is a trip that one (laughs) oh that does i just did that and it kind of like it's Almost like it's getting brighter and bright brightens, yeah. yeah. That makes no if in the sense. <laughs> so optical illusions, it happens auditorially as well. Different kinds of illusions, even even tactile illusions. Um, it's just your brain trying to make sense of uh, perception. There's famous uh, auditory illusions. My favorite is uh, the auditory ones are really cool because you can hijack your brain. Part of this this uh, perception loop has to do with your memories because your brain needs to know what have I how has this happened in the past and that's going to Im- impact how you how you interpret it so like a visual example is when you you know that image of the beautiful woman versus the witch mm-hmm. the old lady the hag yeah yeah and once you see one of them it's hard to see the other one mm-hmm. right well it's kind of like um, this I have this file so here's an auditory version I have this file that is supposed to be the Gettysburg address as red by Morgan Freeman. However, yeah. here's how it sounds when I add just a little tweak. Listen to this. Okay. See, that sounds like Brian saying peanut. Wow, wow it's uh, crazy. Isn't how, that weird? That, uh, <laughs> and you it just plays with your mind, man. No, you can't even, you can't convince me that that's not you saying peanut. Yeah, that's you saying, I'm, yeah, I hear it. Now, I'm, I don't, now that's all I can hear yeah. is me saying peanut. So yeah. there's a good, another good example. Uh, a, a, a good example, you know the Batman pooping snakes famous one? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have yeah. that. Let's Pan play thing. it. Let's play it it's for people. It's so hard to... Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> pooping snakes. <laughs> Hold it's on. It's my favorite one. It's pretty great. Okay, here it is right here. Take the Batman pooping snakes. Keep, think of right. Batman pooping snakes. That's all I've got. Right. That's all yeah. I can hear now, yeah. So you can't hear anything else, but if I tell you, and get ready to play it again, if I tell you that what it's actually saying is take the path that moonbeams make... Okay, now let's you play. You should it. be able to hear that now. Take the path that moonbeams make. Take the path that moonbeams make. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. totally hear it. Yeah. And it's because you're, you're. It's. It has to do with that that memory loop. Oh, now I have right. new information in order to to <clears throat> process it. So it's all that Yanni kind of stuff. and green needle and exactly, and exactly. Brainstorm and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the last thing that. I'll say that has to do with this. There's actually you can you can take home a piece of information about this that will improve your life. Um, which is 
when I learned all this, I figured out, have you ever had those sound machines that play white noise in, in your bedroom when you're trying to go to sleep? Sure, yeah. Yeah, we still and have one. Have, Tina uses it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you're laying there and and the 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 sound machine seems to be making a repetitive noise that you just can't get out of your head? Do you oh, know yeah. what I'm talking like, about? Oh yeah. Set the house on fire. Set right. the <laughs> house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you but resisted so, it for so long, Brian. It's but impressive. sometimes it'll like make a like yeah, or like yeah. A, or anything like that, right? You hear just, right. You start hearing a pattern, or a, yeah. I do this with yeah. some video games where there's enough repetitiveness to a certain aspect. Let's say it's your character's footsteps, and if there isn't a lot of variety, I start to hear that. I hear like tick 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 tick, and it annoys me. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah, yeah. So, and Amy in the chat, Red Fraggle is saying, yes, it plays music. That's what happens to me. I'll sometimes hear a tune in it. Mm. And then I can, and it's repetitive, and I can't get it out of my head. It does the mm. opposite of what it's supposed to do, which is help me go to sleep, and it just distracts me. And I and but it's not there. Yeah. And the way you know it's not there is because it's white noise. It's static. It's all completely random frequencies, right? Yeah. So the why the reason it's happening is a similar mess up in your brain. Your brain is trying to get rid of that ambiguity and make sense of this random stimulation. So it 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 ge- it puts something in there that creates a pattern. So what you can do and it has to do with sound waves all reaching your ear in a particular wave, interference patterns happening in a certain way, bouncing off of the walls and they all collide on your ears in the location where your head is in a particular way. And I've reliably been able to fix it by literally if I just move my head over a couple inches it changes. on the pillow, because the sounds now, the way they're bouncing off the walls, it's different in that location, it seemed, it goes away. Huh. Um, so, And it's because now your brain is hearing a slightly different version of the same sound, and it's, and it's no longer trying to... It's no longer engaged in that feedback loop of... of reinforcing this sound that you hear it works for me i've told it to other people and it seems to work for them so uh maybe give it a try all right how about this one help me with this one he says (laughs) don't let nobody pick your bum yeah i never that's yeah exactly that's the that's another great example because i never heard that until i heard you say that (laughs) now that's all i hear yeah now you know like wrapped up like a douche and all those things like yeah um Mm -hmm. in this case i don't actually know what okasic is singing i don't know what the words are. i i used to know but i don't anymore don't let nobody pick your fun i think pick your fun pick your fun hold on i'm hearing bum still here pick your bum yeah (laughs) I don't know what that is. Anyway. Hold on. I gotta... Yeah, we can find out. It's not like this doesn't exist somewhere. <laughs> yeah. but... <clears throat> so Brian will look that up. Uh, in the meantime, Bobby, I love this kind of stuff. And more like this uh, on all sorts of scientific uh, uh, topics are covered on All Around Science, your awesome podcast. Yeah. Tell people where to get it and what you're talking about this week. That's right. It's all around science. Just search for it. You'll get it. And um, and uh, it's we've got a website, and we're on all the podcast places. This speaking of senses and, and sensory input, we just did an episode that came out yesterday all about your senses, but not, as I like to call them, the five senses on your face. We're not talking about the five senses on your face that you're already really <laughs> familiar with. Mm. Um, 
we uh, we talk about all this, a lot of the other senses that you have that nobody doesn't don't get as much press, don't get as much attention, like proprioception or Whoa. nociception Whoa. or stuff like that. Whoa, that's crazy. Okay, you know what? Here's an. I want to play one more auditory tone thing. Okay, just because okay. I, f- I found it and I, and I was trying to find it and I found it. So this is shepherd's ascending tones. You've probably heard of this. This is a good one. Yeah. So this is if you loop this seamlessly. Oh, right. It sounds like it continues to keep going up. Like it yeah, never right. ends. So I've seen some pretty good TikTok videos where they use this to a great degree where it adds to the illusion that the video is also not yeah. looping because mm-hmm. it feels like the music is making it more eternal or whatever. But it sounds like this. Here we go. So this is one form of it. I've heard the ones that were like, but this is like that. So this is only a single second loop. Yeah. Repeating over and over. But in our heads, it's just ascending. That's an amazing effect. And it's it's super simple the way they construct it. It's just overlapping sine waves that are about an octave apart and it's and and they do inc- they do increase the bass frequency over time but like you said only for one second and so each individual second of that loop is exactly the same but yeah. it again because when it loops once the loop happens because those those frequencies line up in a particular way your brain thinks oh well it's increasing so it must be continuing to increase, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and it's that's a that's a fascinating mm-hmm. one. Freaking wild! I love this stuff. Yeah. All right, well, check all that out, Bobby. It's always a, as my dad would say, pleasure to talk to you today. And uh, <laughs> my hope is that uh, we'll get to see you next week at this very same time and channel. Uh, have a I good one in the so meantime. Too. Yeah. And uh, oh, I was going to say one other thing to you, and it was what it was. It was goodbye. I can't remember. I don't. <laughs> I did have a thing I was going to ask him. Was on, oh, was it really? Yeah, by I the way, just don't is, remember don't the hell nobody, it was. Yeah, for the life of me. It is don't let nobody pick your fun, by the way. Pick your the, fun. So it is yeah. fun. It's just it's just with a Boston accent, you know. Pick your phone. He pick, he says it terribly. He does. He really does. I mean, poor, you know, poor Rick Akasak. Akasak? He's not with us Akasak. anymore, right? Didn't he He's die? no longer with us. We passed away uh, a few years ago, yeah. But his ex-wife, Hottie McBaby Pants, what's her name? Paulina uh, Poroskova. Her, is she still around? She got things going on. She is. She she was on some, sort of, uh, some like, Lost in the Jungle reality show or something recently. Mm. Well, all right. I'm glad she was able yeah. to continue. <laughs> On. Yes, she was able to. She found a way. Yeah. To, to she didn't let anyone pick her fun, so or her bum, right. as far as I know. <laughs> uh, quick email here. We got an email. I keep meaning to play this. Send and receive email. If, uh, it's uh, the morning stream at gmail.com is where these come to. C Bennett three sixty wrote in and says, uh, "Hey Scoot and Boot, I have a little story that relates to one of your comments on a recent TMS. I used to work for a now defunct retail store. Think Blue Blue Light Special." Hmm, I wonder who that is, Brian. I wonder which one they could be talking about. Mm, weird. So as I was a department manager and was closing one night when one man with one leg rolled into rolled in with his wheelchair. He was uh, shopping shoes and found a pair that he liked. Uh, he let me know that these were the ones that he wanted and wanted to ask me if I would, or, sorry, if he would have to pay full price since he was only going to be wearing one of the shoes because he's missing a leg. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was <laughs> I was in a wheeling and dealing mood and decided <laughs> to give him the shoes for half off in considering, you know, considering his circumstances. He was very appreciative and thanked me, telling me no one had ever gone that uh, far for him before. I don't know, or I told him no problem. I would just return the remaining shoe to the manufacturer as defective, so it worked out for everyone. Your comment about Target fingernail painting robot and the missing finger reminded me of this story. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughs. Some days TMS or core are all I have to look forward to. Glad Brian Aww. is feeling better. Keep up the great work. C. Bennett 360. Well, thank you, C. Bennett. That's very yeah. nice of you to say uh, those things, but also that's a great story, and I think you did the right thing. I hope you didn't get in trouble. It's very nice of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a good way to do it, right? Just return the other shoe. Uh, like, oh, okay, defective. But all right, nothing we can do. Yep, that's what I say. Man, Tally's in a, Tally in a bad mood today. Tally, what's the matter? You all right in there? Look at the chat. Look at look at Tally. In there. I see. I see what she put. Are yeah. you okay? Oh, that was a nice, uplifting story, Tally. Come on now. Life is life I, is good. Put, let's let's all kiss and make. Is there a new up. EA game called Life? Maybe that's what she means. Is that <laughs> is that what's going on? That's what she's up to. It's some EA game just announced. F that game. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, let's, let's, uh, something a little bit happier is that the brand new breakfast tea, the morning phaser test, ooh. which is an Earl Grey, is available now if you go to phoenixpearltea.com slash TMS. Not only will you see uh, a way to buy this delicious, and I, Scott and I have had it, we love it, this delicious uh, tea, but also you'll get a few little uh, TMS Easter eggs in the description. Um, oh, yeah, look at this, this. This is great. This is an Earl Grey tea with extra bergamot and a rich floral flavor, and it is excellent. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It really is good. It even says at the bottom, we promise it won't be too much hassle, it says at the end. Not too much hassle. That's By the way, I did enter uh, too early for a fish sandwich into Dal E Mini, Yeah, and I'll share the results with you. It's kind of disappointing. Actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, I was really hoping for something better, but uh, here's what we got for too early for a fish sandwich. I did. A, I'll show everybody. Also, chat. You can see this one. I did a uh, Captain America doing a very sexy dance. It's not that sexy. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's it's. I mean, it depends on your definition of sexy. Maybe this is sexy. Yeah. Uh, and I've just lost track of that. Let me see Brian's here real quick. Oh, <laughs> those are just a bunch of. It's just a bunch of fish sandwiches. Pretty well rendered sandwiches, though. Maybe, yeah, like you, know? you could tell they're they're AI created, but they look really good. Yeah. Some of them have some weird lettuce going on, but uh, that reminds me, there's a TikTok channel that does nothing but AI. Uh, so old or images that are too blurry. Yeah. There's some AI stuff that will go and try to sharpen it all up, right? <gasps> Yeah. So, so kind of the zoom and enhance is finally actually starting to look like it might happen. Sure, sure. And one of them was Spice Girls. And what he does in this video is he'll play Spice Girls music and then take a blurry photo of the Spice Girls. And from far away, you'll see that it's blurry and then a little wave goes past and you see it all sharpened. And from there, it looks good. You're like, oh, that looks awesome. Yeah. That looks like the Spice Girls. But then they zoom into each face and do it again. Yeah monstrosities yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's, it's so like, bad uh, baby spice got like three eyes and and uh <laughs> grumpy spice whatever her name was she's got like her, her eyes down here on her cheek and her mouth goes up to her ear and it's just bad oh my god yeah. uh your your captain america by the way i like how you called him captain american oh shit uh, <laughs> i didn't mean that uh, was a typo i don't think that affected your results what's going on in the middle photo uh, oh it's the sexiest dance because that's the, a wiener cover i don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like he's figured out a new place to wear his shield yeah, uh yeah. hubba hubba 
Yeah, right out front where you need it. The one next exactly. to it on the right is also giving me the willies. I'm not uh, exactly sure what's going on there. The, the microwaved Captain America action figure. They're all pretty nuts. I don't know about this future we're entering, dude. It's a yeah, weird. I don't know. It's a. It's we're it's we're a dark, dark, scary place. It's a scary Scott. place, and I'm here. I guess I'm here for it. Why not? Yeah. So go get your tea from phoenixrealty.com slash TMS. That's right. Uh, also, if you're feeling in a very supportive mood, good news, you can do that at patreon.com slash TMS. And uh, lots of reasons to do that. Go read about it there. And uh, also check out our website, frogpants.com slash TMS. That is it. We're out of here. Let's play some music. What do you have? Mm, I have a delicious, funny, fresh uh, potato chip is what I have. Nice. Mm. I also have a request from Will B., <laughs> Who says, uh, hello, Scoot and Boot. My loving wife, Jackie, is turning 37 on June 13th, and I would love for you to play something of Brian's choosing for her special day. She is endlessly supportive, (laughs) loving, and a great mother. Did you see that, too? Yeah. (laughs) Everything everything about the previous presentation was gold. That was all good. I have no complaints. Like, nothing to complain. Chip and then uh, watch said chip fly out of my mouth, ricochet off my microphone. Can somebody then, please? Uh, can we get a clip? Somebody? No, no. We somebody's going to clip that. I'm I sure. want that so bad. All right. Anyway, this is why you don't eat and podcast, people. Yeah, right there. Reason number four hundred and twenty-eight. Right there. Yep. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, I look forward to what the future has to bring, and I am so glad that I have her to navigate life with. Thanks for all that you guys do. Love the show, though. Will. P.S. Can I get a Daryl Skeels saying what five times in a row, please? Oh hell yeah. Um, I keep trying to get Daryl to come on and just do a like even a one-off. Hey, uh, what do you think of all this new Star Trek stuff? Dude won't answer me. Uh, here it is. Okay, you want it five times? Is that what I heard? Five times, five times, super fast. Yes. Okay, this is as fast as I can do it. What? 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 There you go. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could do it, but I'm not set up for it. So, uh, anyway. By the way, here's uh, Dali with "Let's Test the Ship's Phasers," and it's is it good? It's amusing, and I'm not sure where it, what what it's coming up with here. Oh, why didn't it? Uh, oh, processing. There we go. Okay, let's take a look. Oh, oh, there's a. We start off with a phaser. It's just a straight up phaser. Just a straight up phaser, and then a bunch of ships with like push pins and um. Yeah, what the heck? I don't know what is stuck into these weird what is uh, that? these oh, weird uh, ships. I don't know what's going on here. Test the ships, phasers, push pin looking things. That bottom one, I don't yeah. know what to. I don't know what to make out of almost all of that except for the top left one. I put a. I just put a link in the chat. Uh, Genie, it's that uh, huggingface.co slash spaces slash dally dash mini. But that link right there. Just search, yeah, and search for dally, dal, D A L L dash E. You'll just, it'll come right up. All right. So. Um, Back to the request. Will B said, you know, anything. He he trusts my discretion, and I've got a brand new cover that rocks. This is by the band All Time Low. They just released this, and it is so, so good. It's a cover of The weekend. Here is All Time Low and Blinding Lights. All right, that's going to do it for us. Tomorrow, we've got recommendals and all the other normal stuff we do on Wednesdays. Tom will be here, all the fun Wednesday stuff, so come back for that. Nicole will be here, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think we got Nicole back. We were going to do it last week, but with you out, I I just felt weird, so we didn't do it. But uh, we're going to do it tomorrow for sure, and uh, that'll be fun. What else? Oh, uh, play Retro tonight. Uh, check that out, 3.30 Mountain Time. Me and Brian Dunaway talking about all these fancy little uh, mini consoles that keep coming out. 
What does the future of that hold? Will we get a, a Dreamcast Mini one day? One can hope. I don't know. We'll find out. All right, that's it. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I feel like I had something else to say, but I don't. So that's it. <laughs> we'll see you guys. <laughs> Manana. <laughs>
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.